Engaging Leader, Episode 205, 13 Ways to Stay Sane and Productive During a Pandemic. Brought to you by the team at Workforce Communication. Find out more at workforcecommunication.com. Leadership inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. Wherever you are listening to this, I hope you are staying safe and healthy. I'm doing this episode a little differently. I'm actually recording this outside and it just seemed like the right thing to do in the face of uh, all of the self-quarantining that we're required to do right now during the COVID-19 situation. And one of the things that I'll be talking about today is just getting outside. And so I thought I really would enjoy being outside to record this podcast episode. It's been a long time since I've done a podcast episode outside. I've done it in the past, but thought it would be uh, interesting to do this as I talk about ways to take care of yourself and of your team members during a pandemic quarantine situation. So these are some things that I've just noticed myself needing to do, and we talked about it on our team at Workforce Communication. We've been sharing some things that each of us are doing to help us cope with the, the uncomfortable situations, the anxiety, the, some of the feelings of maybe depression or hopelessness that can come upon us. I know one of the things that I've personally been dealing with is just constantly thinking. My mind is constantly at work thinking about what we need to do next for the health of our company, um, for the health and well-being of our family, or for myself, what what should I be doing right now? What should be next steps? What do we need to do financially? What do we need to do, you know, health-wise? What does our country need to do next? And when you're constantly thinking like that, you can get into a situation where you get mental fatigue or lack of focus, and you end up just not getting anything uh, productive done, even if that's just Maybe the right thing to do right now is to be resting and recharging. And sometimes uh, in a situation like this, that's the hardest time for me to have a calm mind, have a peaceful mind, and not just be constantly thinking and having a, a running mind. So let's just jump into some things that we can do. These are things that I've been practicing. Some of these ideas came from members of my team. And the first one is just noticing the feelings and talking about them a little bit. I guess that's what I've just demonstrated in the last uh, minute or so. Just paying attention to how you're feeling and being okay with that. It's okay to have feelings that um, may be uncomfortable and maybe are hard to admit. It's hard for me to admit that um, I'm feeling overwhelmed, that I'm feeling um, maybe sometimes hopeless, or that I'm just feeling distracted. And uh, it's hard for me to admit that because it just doesn't, it seems like I should be able to focus. I should be able to just do what's important in the moment. I should be able to be high energy all the time. And of course, you, I was exaggerating when I said should each time because that's the way it seems, but it's, it's, uh, it's healthier just to notice those feelings, be aware of them, and just let go of the shoulds. A lot of those, those shoulds are what's, what's holding us back. So, and if we talk about them with uh, some safe people, if we talk about the feelings that we're feeling, they, they become, number one, you just get the energy out of yourself and 
they seem a bit safer and you're able to, to have better perspective to see them for what they are. They're just how you're feeling in the moment or what you're thinking in the moment. They don't define you. And then also when you're sharing that with a safe person, usually they're able to give you some empathy and help you have a little bit of grace for yourself. And so that's the second thing I want to say that's been helpful to me is just being kind to yourself. These are really unusual times. I mean, none of us have, I don't think any of us have ever experienced anything like this in our lifetimes. And, you know, there's not that many people around who've even gone through something like World War II. But I think most of us can imagine if we were living through World War II, that we would have a lot of uncomfortable feelings, that we'd have fears and we would be distracted. We would have a hard time thinking about anything else. It'd be very difficult to go through day-to-day processes. And so just recognizing, hey, this, this really is hard stuff we're going through and letting ourselves be okay with uh, maybe not performing as well as we would like or we think we should. It's a challenging situation. And I think that includes being kind for your, to yourself or having grace for yourself, even if you don't do a good job of all the self-care type stuff that we're talking about. I was just looking over my list here, and yes, these are all things that I have been practicing, but gosh, and that is consistently as I think would be helpful. And I thought, well, I can only do what I can do. And I'm maybe it would be healthier to do these things more often or do them every day or whatever, but I'm just going to be kind to myself and I'm just doing, we're, we're all navigating life the best we can. Number three is not feeding the anxiety. And I think some of that is helpful to set some boundaries for ourselves. I have been, well, my wife and I have both decided real early on in the COVID-19 situation that we would just allow ourselves to get an update on it no more than once a day. So we're not following the news constantly. In fact, I've actually been checking it less than once a day because I just, uh, I don't, it's not really doing me any good to be constantly looking at that. And then that goes for like social media. Uh, I often, I mean, we have, I, I have set boundaries for myself with social media anyway to, so that just, I don't get lose track of time and get totally sucked into that. But it's even more so right now. I've been being uh, careful because all of social media is constantly about COVID-19. And so, you know, it's good information. It's good to feel not alone. It's good to see what's going on in the world, what other people are doing about it, what companies are doing about it. But after a certain point, it's simply feeding the anxiety. It's simply contributing to that sense of overwhelm. And it's better to keep in mind what's my number four point here is seeking serenity. There's that old prayer, the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And there's a, a great power in having that kind of serenity, or at least seeking after it. I, don't, I certainly don't have it all the time, but seeking that kind of serenity and it starts with accepting the things that we can't change there's just so much about COVID-19 that I can't change maybe I don't agree with some of the ways that it's being handled or maybe I don't agree with my neighbor who is not following the quarantine rules and guidelines as as well as uh, I think that they should there's all sorts of things I can't control maybe I can't control you know how certain family members are doing or not doing self-care during this time and all sorts of things. And it just, 
it's more helpful just to accept that this is the situation it is and maybe there's a good reason for it maybe there this has been allowed so that at least allowed in my life so that i can learn some things maybe i can i need to learn to slow down maybe i need to learn to do more self-care maybe i learned need to learn to accept myself in all of my limits and including <laughs> my inability to sit still very long without thinking at least that that's my limit right now so you know just having some acceptance that maybe this is exactly what i should be experiencing right now and that i can grow and learn from this in this in this moment number five is making it a priority to get connection and community where we can you know we're supposed to be social distancing but that doesn't have to mean social isolation i think solitude is great just this very week was recognizing that by being quarantined at home with my whole family we're all like home a lot more than usual that i was just starting to need some space and so i took some time on three different days this week to just hole up for several hours and just have some good alone time and that's that's all well and good but you know we're also kind of created to be social beings and a lot of our health comes from those connections with our fellow humans and obviously that's just harder in this time of social distancing and and quarantine and so i know a lot of us have been taking advantages of opportunities to do video calls with people to actually see people over the internet or at least have phone conversations or to use other kinds of messaging apps like Voxer or Marco Polo that just help us stay in touch with people. But the live, and it doesn't have to be really long, um, I, I sometimes will shy away from long commitments but to have a half hour or 15 minutes or even five minute conversations, uh, those often can give me some new energy. I certainly would rather be face-to-face with people. That's where I get the, find the most energizing. You know, I'm like a 50% extrovert and 50% introvert right in the middle. So I, I need some solitude. I need some, I do need some connection. And the best kind of connection for me is face-to-face. I tend to get worn out by conference calls and so forth. But, you know, a good a, a, a video connection with somebody is certainly better than nothing. It's certainly better than going day after day. Um, I've also, you know, met up with a buddy just go for a, a walk in the um, in the woods down a trail, keeping safe distance between us, just to have have that kind of flesh and blood connection with somebody. And then also just making the time to have genuine connections with my family members. So yeah, we're stuck in the same house together. It's easy to not have the real human types of conversations. And so we've been making a point to do that with each other. My wife and I have been actually having dates twice a week, even though we can't, there's nowhere to go. We've just been having you know dates at home together or in our lake cottage meeting up there together leaving the kids in our house and the two of us you know went over to our lake cottage even though it wasn't even opened up for the season and it was interesting uh the one of them my wife showed up with these couple of handouts that she had printed off of just conversation starters interesting questions to ask each other and I, when she first pulled them out i kind of rolled my eyes oh boy all right it sounds pretty artificial but let's give it a try and i it was just interesting to see how enjoyable that was to ask each other questions like you know if you could live anywhere in five years where would you live and uh, if you could live anywhere in five years and you didn't have to consider my needs or feelings where would you choose you know the, some of those kind of questions and just to hear each other talk and get to know each other in a whole new way. So anyway, interesting ways to create connection and community. I've also been taking advantage of just organizing some group conversations, uh, different groups of people that we generally 
we get together in person and haven't obviously not not able to now so someone you know whether it's me or somebody else will organize say let's just go ahead and have it by phone or by video and um, that's been helpful too another is being careful of food and alcohol and other ways that we might tend to cope with uncomfortable feelings including boredom um, or anxiety and uh, i've just noticed in myself much more temptations throughout the day to indulge in alcohol or mindless eating and i'm sure there's lots of things that we could indulge in but you know just stopping and thinking like okay is that actually going to make me feel better (laughs) it might for five minutes or 15 minutes or something but usually it's not going to create any kind of sustained energy and then where am i going to be and i might you know very well might be worse off than before i did that so you know an alcoholic drink every now and then is a really nice thing fun food every now and then is a really nice thing three healthy meals a day is a really nice thing but i think it's just helpful to notice the the temptations to use it as a crutch and recognize it for what it is like hmm okay that that thing i want to do right now that is just would be an effort to distract me from the anxiety or boredom or stress or overwhelm that I'm feeling right now, or that would just be something to comfort me from that and attempt to comfort me. And it's really not going to help in the long run. And so is there something healthier that I can do instead? And so that's where I'm gonna go now, or just real quick order here, some things that I found helpful to do in those moments, either to schedule them regularly or to do when I have some of those uncomfortable feelings. And the first one is gratitude. I have been really trying to remember as early as possible after waking up. I mean, if I can do it before I even roll out of bed, it's the most helpful. But just think of three to five things that I'm grateful for and note them. And I I would admit that I've been finding it harder in these last few weeks since COVID-19. My mind is racing almost immediately. And so I might start trying to list things that I'm grateful for and then I'm, I'm already getting distracted by, oh yeah, that reminds me I need to do this or I got this problem. But if I can just you know, bring, okay, oh, my mind's, I'm getting distracted here. Come back to what, what, what again, what are three to five things that I'm grateful for? And creating that habit, that practice of gratitude is just a great antidote to worry and anxiety and depression and so forth. Another one is meditation. You know, good old mindfulness meditation. Again, I'm finding it harder to do that in this current situation. And so what I've done is I've scaled back my meditation to shorter amounts. I I had gotten up to 15 and even 20 minutes of meditation most mornings. And now I'm like, yeah, 10 to 15 is about all I can handle because I'm just getting so distracted. And some meditation is better than others. So if if you schedule meditation too long, it can intimidate you and so you won't do it. So I've been just shooting for shorter meditation. But it it is a helpful way to clear your mind of all these stresses and anxieties and distractions and just get a little more focus. Another thing that's been helpful is going for a walk outside or even inside. And sometimes combining those two, walking and meditation. I had a mentor recently that I was talking with and I told him that I was struggling to meditate. And I had been meditating for several years, but I've been struggling to not get distracted. And he encouraged me to try walking meditation because that might help me stay more focused. And um, I did, I tried, I've tried it once so far since he told me that a couple of days ago and it, it was helpful. So 
Usually in meditation, whether you use an app like Headspace, which I tend to do a lot, I love that app, or you just focus on your breath, pay attention to your breath. You know, you're you're focusing on, on something that's very much in the here and now and in your body. It gets you out of your head a little bit and into your physical sensations. And um, if you're feeling distracted a lot, then a walking meditation can help. You can, instead of focusing on your breath, you can focus on just your pace, you know, your steps, what's the cadence, what's your cadence like, and just notice things like sunlight and trees and so forth. So those two things have been helpful. I've definitely been doing more yoga, and whether that's short or long, or obviously you're not going to a class these days if you're in uh, quarantining, but you know, there's lots of resources on the internet in my family, we like uh, a YouTube channel called Yoga with Adrian. You can Google that. Adrian has just scores and scores of videos of all different types of yoga and easy, harder, or you know, short segments, a lot of 10, 15 minutes, uh, a lot that are half an hour and some that are even longer. And I, I find yoga, it helps me relax. It helps me, again, pay more attention to my body and, and get out of my head a little bit. And then we tend to carry stress in our muscles. And yoga or any kind of stretching is a great way to release that tension and stress from our muscles and let go of it. Notice it and let go of it. Another way to do that is just any kind of exercise. And so running, cycling, weightlifting, or other types of strength training, those are big on my list. I've been just been trying to get even just four or five minutes a day of some kind of exercise has been helpful. And then if I do that every day, four or five minutes, then I'm not intimidated by it. And then there'll be days that, you know, hey, this is actually feeling pretty good. And so I'll stretch that out before you know it, it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes. And so I've been finding that helpful. Just getting outdoors in general, and you know, the easiest thing to do is just go for a walk. And if there's a way you can get into some kind of natural surroundings, that's even more helpful. But getting outdoors, especially if you can be physically active, like a walk or a fast walk or a run, but even if it's just to stand outside for a few minutes or sit outside, Another thing is just taking lots of breaks. So I have been taking more breaks than usual during my workday or even during my off work time, just taking a break from what I'm doing and quite frankly, just putting into practice one of these other things, taking a break and just trying to think of three things to be grateful for or taking a break and doing a little bit of exercise like some push-ups or some squats or taking a break and going for a little walk, taking a break and just stepping out into the sunlight for a little bit. I also have been, I guess this goes along with the getting outdoors. I, anytime I have, I can do a meeting or phone call outdoors, I have been doing that. So if I can just take my phone outside and walk as I participate in the call, I mean, that's, that's good to do anytime, but I have been doing it a lot more recently. And then the last thing I want to say is the value of humor, which I have not done today yet, but just, I've been, otherwise I, Every single day, I think I've done this just about every single day. And so I, I haven't done it yet today, I'm noticing. And so I'm going to commit to you that I will do it. Find something to laugh at. Find a, a good reason to laugh. Uh, the, my go-to is just taking out my tablet and fi finding something on Netflix or YouTube. Lately, I've been going back through the Jerry Seinfeld's series, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. There's just something about that show that is just the right amount of humor, light light humor that gets me out of my serious mind thinking and light and just lighten up and laugh at the world. I stand up comedy in general. I 
just enjoy. Um, and, and then you can do it in small doses. You can just watch it for five minutes and just feel better. It just uh, changes the whole day. A lot of times I'll just do combine that with a walk on my treadmill and watch for five minutes or 15 or whatever. So humor, and actually you can do it even without something funny to laugh at. If you just, if you just, <laughs> if you just even do fake laughing, uh, the, the science shows that even fake laughing uh, gets the right kinds of hormones going in your system and can be really helpful helpful to you. So I'm going to close with a reminder about being kind to yourself. And all, these are all good things to do. You can try one or two in this upcoming day that works for you. And uh, don't beat yourself up about not doing all of them or not doing something every day. These are just ways to take care of yourself and encourage the loved ones in your life at home or at work to take care of themselves too. And I do hope you're taking care of yourself. I do hope that you're staying safe and healthy during this time. My thoughts and prayers are definitely with you, the whole Engage Your Community. So that wraps up this episode. You can get in touch on our website, engagingleader.com. We'd love to hear how you're doing and stay connected. Certainly find me on Twitter at Jesse Leahy. Find us on Facebook at Engaging Leader. And you can find me on LinkedIn as well at Jesse Leahy. Take care.